guys what's going on so little weird we're trying an experiment today um dawn and freddie my bosses they wanted to try to figure out a better time to get numbers up not that our numbers are bad or anything but we're just trying a new thing so today is thursday in case your days are a little off because normally we're on mondays and it is seven o'clock so don't worry your clock is not broken uh it's not 10 30 7 5 if i can get my clock right <laughs> you see doing all these shows you got me mixed up on the times here <laughs> we'll eventually get it together but it's five o'clock i think it's 501 now so we're trying something new and it kind of worked out great because i've been dying to get this guest on and she is just a busy bee um and first we were going to tape and then Don and Freddie were like no you can go live let's try this so she's an old family friend um we've known her I don't know how long very long time she's a DJ uh she does karaoke she does DJing she's bag of tricks I guess <laughs> she does a lot of different things uh her music and DJing is amazing she actually DJed my senior prom for high school about five years ago so let's bring Trish on and there she is hi Trish hi how are you I'm good how are you I'm great was it five years ago already yeah long time oh my god <laughs> like every year it comes up on my memories I'm like oh check that out I remember yeah, right? that and I'm like that the, can't the theme was fire and... but what was that the theme was fire and ice yes so was and that's perfect. why that is why when my mom heard about theme she was like oh we have to get trish her company's name is fire <laughs> and ice so it just works and i was like okay why not and it was a blast it was so much fun it was a lot so getting right to it <laughs> The biggest question in the world is, how did you get so involved in DJing? Because I feel like it's one of those things where it's like you have a niche for it or you don't type of thing. Well, I've always been interested in music all my life. So that was just an, an easy fit. Uh, it actually happened by accident. I, um, I've sung all my life, too, and I've gone to karaoke shows as long as it's been around. But I... Uh, used to hang out at a little restaurant down in Miami Lakes. And I've always gravitated towards DJs to talk to them and talk about music. And I got to know the DJ at this restaurant. And probably six or so months after I met him, he's like, oh, I need to go on vacation. I need you to cover for me. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know anything about any of this equipment or DJing. He's like, you know music, I can teach you the equipment. It, the, the music's the biggest part for you to know. So I used to DJ for him and cover for him. And then I got my own equipment and started doing like little house parties. And then I started working for a bigger company. And for about a year and a half, two years, I worked for them. And then I went off on my own and I'm very thankful I did. And they were wonderful. It was a BNR entertainment and they were so helpful to me. They even helped me find gigs. And it was so nice that they weren't bitter that I was leaving. They just wanted me to spread my wings and, and do my own thing. So it was really great. Right. Because we always need to do that at some point. 
What made you choose the path of DJing? Was it like that moment when he asked you to fill in or like what like inspired you to be like, oh, this is what I want to do the rest of my life? Um, well, I, I don't know. I had, I had a video, um, I was already had a career and I was in retail, as you know, that's how I met, met your mom and your dad. Mm-hmm. And I just love music so much. I wanted to follow my passion. It was music's always been a big thing in my life. And I was like, well, if I can do this part time and make some money and have some fun, I decided that I wanted to do that. And then it became, uh, it kind of exploded, thankfully. I um, started doing the karaoke and I also do singing gigs. So mm-hmm. in the 20 plus years I've been doing this, it, it really has afforded me a good life and a very busy one, but I love it. So you don't just do DJing, you do karaoke, you sing, you, right. you're, ba- you're a little bag of tricks. <laughs> I am, a little bit of everything rolled into one. Um <laughs> Unfortunately, not so much right now with yeah. the whole COVID thing going on, but I was, um, last year I did over 200 gigs, um, and a full-time job. Wow. So, yeah. I'm a, I'm a pretty busy girl, but you that's, are. that's how I like it. I just, since March, it's been like, it's been killing me. <laughs> I'm never sure. home well, this month. When you go from being like constantly busy, like having no room to breathe and then flat, nothing yeah it's it's a hard adjustment I myself had a hard time adjusting I was going from work to school to this to that and it was just like stop everything stopped it was a hard adjustment yeah but I've actually I I have enjoyed having some downtime because I really I I rarely did before but I'm I'm ready. I'm ready when uh, the world is ready to get back to some work. I probably won't work as much. I think I've been started to enjoy actually having a social life and and doing things when all my friends are going to a concert or going to do something. And I'm like, I'm working. So I think I'm gonna have more of a work life balance once things start up again, which is good. So you take the silver linings. And that's one of the silver linings. And I've got to spend time with, you know, my boyfriend and my dog, of course, and my friends. So it's been, there's been a lot of silver linings in the whole storm of COVID. That's awesome. So out of the 20 years you've been doing this, 20 plus, sorry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What is something? I'm showing. (laughs) What's something you've really enjoyed about being in the entertainment industry? I have had the opportunity to um, meet some celebrities, which was really cool. Um, I used to sing in a, well, I still sing in a duo and we call ourselves Fire and Ice. But we, um, when we first started about 2002, we were mainly country. And she had my friend Lori, who's my singing partner. She had it in with Kiss Country, the radio station. And we got to do... Um, yeah, it was fun. We got to do some gigs with um, with the radio station, and we actually opened up for two major artists down at Miami Stadium or what, whatever it's called back then. I don't know. It, was, it wasn't Joe Robbie, but it was one of the many names it's had, and we opened for two different artists two different years doing tailgate concerts. And there was a lot of people, and it was it was a rush, and I, I'm, I'm always starstruck. I always want to meet famous people, and 
and I was able to, and that was really, that was really cool too. And she worked part-time at the station, so she'd always get backstage passes. So I was in my glory. That comes in I was handy. Very... <laughs> That's awesome. How cool is it to like totally. go to work yeah, and possibly the... know that you're going to meet someone totally famous? That's like. Yeah. But... Oh, go ahead. That's like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Yeah. I've, I've been very fortunate. And on the other end of the spectrum, um, well, just as important to me uh, is – being there for my friends' special occasions. I've DJed many of my friends' weddings, and I always joke around that I'm always the DJ, never the bride. And it's just been great to be part of their special day. It's nice to go to a wedding, but when you're part of it, it's just, it's a memory that you can't, you can't buy. Well, <laughs> you will get there one day. I have faith. No, I'm, <laughs> I have faith. We, we have we have the we have the we, if it ain't broke don't fix it policy in our relationship. Well, <laughs> We've been together for fifteen years, so we're good. Wow, we're good. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess. <laughs> so you mentioned weddings. What other gigs do you do? Are you strictly weddings, or are you like all over the place? I I do house parties too. A lot of singing gigs uh, in different restaurants, and also in uh, assisted living facilities, which is probably the gigs that I miss the most right now. Uh, I miss my karaoke friends, but we try to Zoom once a week and hang out and, and catch up with each other. And I see them on Facebook and I talk to my friends, but the assisted living venues, it's just, it's really sad because they need the entertainment as much as I like being there and singing with them. Uh, and yeah. I'm hoping that we can get that back and running. Of one of my venues, I was fortunate enough that they have an outdoor area, and they had me in an outdoor area, and the people were just so thrilled to have entertainment. And I've also done some stuff on Facebook Live for a few of the others. Just it's those are my favorite gigs. I love singing old standards and oldies, and you know that's it's that's not the kind of music you just sing out everywhere. And right. I have a niche with the uh, the assisted living facilities and unfortunately with covid they're they're not letting people in which is of course smart but i do miss it immensely and all my activities directors that i work with well hopefully you guys will be able to do that again because i'm sure they miss it as much as you miss yeah they do i I mean one one woman was she was so funny i went uh when i sang in the outdoor one She's waving to me. She's like, Trish, do you remember me? It's Ramona. And I'm like, of course I remember you, Ramona. <laughs> so it was just, yeah, it was it was wonderful to be there. And I'm hoping that we'll do that one on a monthly basis. And hopefully the other facilities can work out something that they can do it either through Zoom or Facebook Live or do an outdoor event or even if I pre-record something because they really – those people, they don't have a whole lot else going on. The activities directors are just going crazy trying to come up with new activities, and I give them so, so much respect to be able to do that. So do you know other – so DJs, you usually think of, like, males. Is there a big hub for females now? Is it, like, an uprising well, thing? I love yeah, I know quite a few DJs that are female that are just mobile DJs like myself. Um, 
I'm no, by no means a beat mixing club DJ that you'll find down at like, I don't, I can't even name a club in Miami. <laughs> um, but yeah, you do find females, but it is mostly male. And I will get that sometimes. They're like, oh, we want to hire you because you're a girl. And hey, I'll take it. <laughs> That's awesome. So I was just talking to my boss. We'll have to definitely try to connect something with you because he was like, you do, she does karaoke, right? I was like, yeah. She goes, they're always looking for segments to fill in because they do a show too. 12, they do uh, three hours a day. And he was like, oh, we'll have to set up a karaoke segment. I'm like, yes. That'd be awesome. It would be. So we'll have to work in your crazy schedule, something out there. (laughs) I'd love that. And then, so you're also very involved in the Ovarian Cancer Society, right? Oh, yes, I'm actually a four-year ovarian cancer survivor. In uh, the summer to the fall of 2016, I um, was diagnosed with it and had a couple of surgeries and chemo. And uh, thank God I'm doing well now, still here. And um, it's it's a disease that most women don't make it through. Uh, there's a 63% death rate for this, which is mo- it's much higher than most cancers. Breast cancer is in the low 20s. Um, most, uh, about 85% of diagnoses of ovarian cancer are found in, in stage two or higher. Now, it's not a death sentence because there are women that have had stage four that you know, go through treatment and are still here but with a 63% death rate, it's, it's tough. And there's no definitive diagnostic test like with other cancers. So a lot of times it's found by accident, it's misdiagnosed. So I just feel that, you know, somebody, somebody up there said, you know, this girl, she knows a lot of people and she has a big mouth and doesn't care about running it. So she's gonna tell <laughs> a lot of people and spread the word of awareness. And that's what I've been doing the past four years and just anyone anyone that will listen and even some people that don't want to listen <laughs> i just i tell them not necessarily my story but just you know about symptoms and what they should do and and i always tell them about my doctor because she was amazing um but anything i can do if i could help save you know one person then and you know that that's awesome to me so it's, it's a disease that a lot of women don't even know much about. And I didn't either until I was diagnosed with it. And then I read up and learned as much as I could. And I pass on my knowledge to as many people as I can. I have a, a yearly event in, uh, actually, it's next month. September is Ovarian Cancer Awareness Month. Uh, the ribbon color is teal. And I have my teen teal event for the third year next month on September 26th, the Saturday night at the Pavilion Grill in Boca on Yamato from 5 to 10, if anybody would like to join. Now, We're going to have is, some rap Is that going to be and, like a virtual event? Because, no, you know. Actually, I'm going to have it in person. I, it's a very large venue, mm, and they okay. also have in the building. So I, I probably tripled to quadrupled the space that I've had in years past, and I also extended the event from three to five hours. So, and they can make reservations for dinner and stagger their visits. I'm also going to be pre-selling raffle tickets starting on September 1st. So if people don't feel comfortable enough to come out that they can buy tickets in advance and I'll 
send them the list of prizes and we I'll put their tickets in the raffles that they want. I just want to keep everybody safe, but I do want to still help my uh, my organization that's very close to my heart, the Sandy Rollman Ovarian Cancer Foundation. So I'm so doing everything. We're going to every safety precaution possible at the event, but if people can't make it, they're still going to be able to participate. Is this a fundraiser event? I, I think I missed yes. it. Yeah? Oh, I call that's it. That's awesome. Fundraiser. <laughs> so, With the emphasis on the fun. Right. Going back to the numbers, are the numbers so high because it is a harder disease to pick up on tests? Yes. Yes, and it's it's very very easily misdiagnosed by mm-hmm. doctors. Um, regular, like um, like your general physician, might not even be well versed in it, and the symptoms are so misdiagnosed as other uh, other things. Like one of them is bloating, so they might just say, "Oh, lose weight," which is what my general practitioner told me a year before I was diagnosed because I was having issues that I was like, I'm just putting on a lot of weight. And she told me to just lose weight. And it turns out she was very wrong, but that's okay. I'm still here. So, and I'm spreading the word, but yeah, that's, that's why the rate is so high. And that's why I do all the fundraising, the advocating. I've spoken to women's groups. I, um, I spoke every life, anything I can do to spread the word. So someone in the beginning stages of like the ovarian cancer, what do you suggest to them? Like they're just, they just found out, they're like struggling with to understand like why this is happening to them, why they're going through it. I would tell them to well, definitely get a second opinion just to make sure about everything and uh, join some support groups. Uh, I didn't really know what was out there when I was first diagnosed. Um, my support group was mostly my friends, which they were great. But now I, I know of a lot, even on Facebook, there's probably, oh, I don't know, I'm involved with 20 different groups. Uh, the foundation, the Sandy Rollman Foundation that I'm involved with, they have, they have support groups and they can answer questions. The founder of it is uh, one of the founders was the oncology nurse for Sandy Rollman. Her name's Robin Cohen, and she is just absolutely amazing. And we kind of hooked up by accident and, well, a happy coincidence. And uh, she's just been amazing. But for the women that are diagnosed, they, they have to not get worried until they're told to worry. I guess that's the best thing. And just ask what the next step is and follow their doctor's orders and do do what they can and fight especially if they're in the late stages it's not a death sentence where we're just doing everything we can to try and get those numbers down and it's early it's all early detection that's great so your event is september 26th right from three to five at the Pavilion Grill at 5 o'clock till 10, or later if they want to stay. I'll have a DJ there. We'll have many prizes and uh, raffles and auctions and just lots of fun and lots of information. I have a couple of speakers that come. I'm not sure if they're going to be live this year or virtual, but we'll work that out. And it's it's just going to be it, – it's, it's just very heartwarming for me because I know – that somebody will be helped by this, whether it's somebody that attends the event or somebody that speaks to somebody, 
that wasn't at the event and anything I can do to raise awareness at every I'm actually if we were doing this uh, this interview in a couple of weeks my hair is going to be partially teal I color it now every September um, part of it teal and every Thursday in September I ask all of my friends to wear teal and post on social media with a hashtag um, hashtag team teal Thursday and I actually wear teal every Thursday which I, I have it on today um, <laughs> But every Thursday in September, I ask my friends to, and I'm so thrilled every Thursday when I wake up and there's a bunch of people that have already tagged with their teal, whether it's nail polish, whether it's a shirt, whether it's a right, watch band, right. anything, just to raise awareness. I see it every year in September, and I'm like, oh, it's Ovarian Cancer Awareness <laughs> Month. Like, you're really the only reason I know when that is. Well because I'm you're glad because such an advocate for it and you know what teal is like one of my favorite colors so it's just a bonus well that's awesome <laughs> and that's we need to we need to teach ladies your age about it because it's unlike breast cancer where that's usually it it doesn't affect young young girls um usually ovarian yeah. cancer has been found in as young as two-year-olds and that's that crazy. that is this absolutely sad and just breaks my heart and yeah. I've read so many stories and seen them on TV and that that's why I'm, I'm very much an advocate I, I just I hate to see that well we're gonna switch to a positive note <laughs> but <Yes. laughs> before we switch if you want to check out Trish's event in September definitely do that um, if you want to learn more about ovarian cancer from someone that has gone through it thick and thin definitely contact her uh she she floods literally floods her facebook (laughs) instagram which is good on symptoms warnings like i actually do take the time to look at a lot of it and it's it blows my mind at what little things how common that like a symptom of ovarian cancer versus something else can feel like and it's just crazy Mm -hmm. but we're gonna switch to a positive note (laughs) someone looking to get started in the entertainment business what do you suggest i suggest partnering up with a company that is established because that way you're going to not just learn the industry you're going to learn good business practices and that to me is is worth more or at least just as much as learning how to run equipment how to set things up what kind of music beats per minute anything like that the, how you run your business is is just if not more important because if you don't have if if you have bad business practices you're not going to last. I've seen people come and go in this industry, whether it's the DJ par karaoke or entertainers, that if if they're not running their business right and they don't treat their clients right, they're not going to be around. Just like any business. I was going to say, it sounds like any other business trying to get off the ground, but that's just amazing. So, Thanks. need any business tips? Go to Trish. <laughs> <laughs> She's been doing it long enough. If you want to get in the entertainment or just general business tips, how do I get this dream I've had off the ground? She's and your, if I don't know, I, tricks. Say, 
<laughs> I can, uh, if I don't know myself, I can usually find somebody to hook somebody up with. That's awesome. Well, thank you for finally making some time. I know you're busy, but this was <laughs> <Sorry>. awesome. <laughs> no, we're all busy, right? <laughs> so definitely tune in if she, if you have any questions regarding ovarian cancer, a business, DJing, hit Trish up. She's amazing. Like I said, she DJed my all senior prom. Yeah. Follow her on social media, Fire and Ice Productions, music. What is it? On, on Facebook, it's Fire and Ice Productions on, um, and, or my name. And on Instagram and Twitter, it's at Fire and Ice Music. There you go. Go check her out. And um, one more thing. How do you rate for uh, events? Oh, the prices? Yeah, sorry. Every, it's kind of like um, it depends on the event, quite honestly. Because it depends on where the event is, how many people. So, and I'm always willing to work with people's budgets within reason. <laughs> that I did hear. She was very great about pricing, which is why we got her for a senior prom. <laughs> like I said, friends, was... friends and family always get a good discount. Say it again. Friends and family always get a good discount. Yeah, so it's a bonus. And profits. <laughs> there you go. Nonprofit business. Big, small, uh, little house party, whatever. Nothing, like our motto, nothing's too big or small for her. Right. Right? Awesome. Thank you so yep. much, Don't Trish. party too small. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, Trish. Thank you. And that was Fire and Ice with Trish. Let me tell you, I started doing this show, and she was like my very first person. I was like, I'm going to get her on for a guest. Could not. <laughs> Timing just didn't work out. I'm just so glad we finally got a time worked out. But like I said, she's awesome. Definitely hit her up. Fire and Ice. Productions, music, it, the tagline's the same. If you want her DJ wedding, party, prom, shower, baby shower, whatever. She's great. Um, a side note before we go, um, I'm at the general age of Blockbuster. Who remembers Blockbusters? A lot of us. They were all shut down in like 2010, and I saw on the news, and I never finished the spot, which I guess I will, to put it in, um, their last and I guess first location in Oregon, I think it is, uh, they're, air, they're renting it out as an Airbnb for one weekend in September. I think it's the 18th to the 20th. You can pay as little as $4 plus tax and other fees for one night. You get to They give you the keys. You get to stay in. Up to four people can go in, but you have to be within the same household because following COVID guidelines, um, yeah, social distance and... The whole nine. So only four people at most uh, within the same household, and you stay there for $4 for one night. How cool is that? I thought it was amazing. So that was our show. I did not forget our word of the week is DJ, going with the theme of DJs. And definitely tune in next week. I don't know oh monday monday night we are doing a live radio edition seven o'clock 
at the radio station or here. Don't know yet. Um, but it is live on the radio. Do check it out. We're bringing Stacy Hoagland back. I am so excited. I get excited about every show. That's just my thing. So think big, stay small. I'll see you guys next week. Here at Small Talk, we look for any challenge possible. Whether you have pictures that you need a slideshow with some cool music, or you're good with camera work, but you want to create the film of your dreams, I can help. No amount of footage is too big or small. Tell me what you want, and I will make it happen. Call today at 866-224-5422, or email me at smalltalktv2020 at gmail.com. Remember, any idea you come up with is never too small. Call today to get your dream project started at 866-224-5422 or at smalltalktv2020 at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to tune in next time for a new word of the week along with a new and exciting randomness. Till then...